So the biggest thing for me that made the difference between going from hobby to business was just shifting my mindset, the way I approached it and the way I thought about it. It wasn't just something fun I did in my own time. I didn't chase down every opportunity, like every ooh shiny opportunity available to me. Like there were a lot of things that um, seemed fun or exciting or interesting. And I do believe in experimenting, but at the same time, you really have to keep your workflow and your tasks and your time management pretty tight when it's a business. Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I am welcoming back Jessica Williams. You might recall hearing an interview with her in the early days of this show way back on episode number 19, where we talked about how to optimize your content to get more people to your website. Well, Jessica certainly has figured out how to do that in the three years since that interview, because today Jessica and I are discussing how to monetize your pet blog. She's been growing traffic to her main blog, You Did What With Your Wiener, for about 10 years, and recently added two new blogs to her portfolio. Together, these sites bring in over $5,000 in ad revenue each month. In addition to ads, Jessica points out that it's important to have different streams of revenue for your pet blogging business. Listen to this conversation to hear more about her strategies. I also would love to know where you are while you listen to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. Are you driving or walking your dog or hanging out at home? Snap a selfie or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, tagging me at Wear Wag Repeat. I would love to share that with my audience as well. Jessica has been blogging for over 10 years and has successfully grown her blog You did what with your wiener (laughs) into one of the top earning blogs in the pet niche. I also just love saying the name of her blog. (laughs) Over the years, Jessica has tried different monetization strategies and expanded her little blogging empire. In 2021, she will surpass the coveted six-figure income threshold. Besides her knowledge gained from research, self-teaching, and experimentation, she also holds a master's degree in digital communications and a university-accredited certificate in social media management. Through her blog consulting business, Niche Blog Biz, she helps other bloggers turn their blog into a business and grow their income. When she's not at her desk and working with other bloggers, you can find her hiking mountaintops with her husband and her two mini dachshunds in Washington State. Hey, Jessica. Hey, thanks for having me on again. Yeah, welcome back. You're one of my (laughs) few repeat guests, and I'm so happy to have you here. So tell us a little bit about your blogging journey. You know, you mentioned like your little blogging empire, and we all know and love your blog, you did what with your wiener, which is the best blog name. Um, but what was your, what was your first blog or, you know, how did you kind of get to where you are now? Yeah. So I have been doing this for 10 years and 
I needed to learn how to use WordPress. And so I decided to start a blog um, about hiking and camping with my dachshunds because people are always surprised. So it was just a hobby. It was kind of an outlet for a creative outlet for my job that I was, um, I worked a like scientific role, government job and um, just needed something else. <laughs> and so I did that for a few years and I went to my first blog pause conference and learned that you can actually make money with a blog. Um, and so I kind of had that in the back of my mind and it wasn't necessarily happy. Well, it wasn't at all a happy situation, but I was, life gifted me the opportunity to leave my job. So um, I did leave my job. I decided to jump into blogging full time, but in the beginning I wasn't making I wasn't even paying my bills with my blog. I had to, I was a dog walker and a dog sitter and, and also making money from the blog. But um, we can talk about monetization a little bit later, but um, so I left the job. I jumped into full-time blogging. My blogging income started to increase. And as it did, I kind of decreased the other activities I was doing to make ends meet. Um, Eventually I was able to go full-time with you to go up with your wiener. And then Two years ago, I started a second blog using um, kind of all my own best tips and lessons learned over the years and was able to grow that one to get on Mediavine um, at 50K within 10 months. And I only had like 40 articles at the time. I actually really shocked myself. But but anyway, so then I purchased a blog also because I wanted to see what I could do with that. So that's my little like blogging empire. But I also do blog coaching and stuff now. But um, yeah, I just did the math and 2020, I was hoping to break six figures, but I didn't, um, or 2019, you know, cause the, the pandemic and all that, but, um, this year I will. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Finally, cause, you. cause when I quit my job, my dad was like, you're what you're leaving <laughs> your steady government job that pays you pretty good, you know? <laughs> and, but now I'm like, Hey dad, guess what? I make more than I did at my government job. Well, and if your dad's anything like my dad, like my dad does not understand what I do at all. And he always is like giving me 20 bucks because he thinks I like need the money, (laughs) (laughs) which is really sweet and thoughtful. But I'm like, no, I have a real business. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, thanks. I'm not a starving college student anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But well, so a couple of things like I I didn't realize that you did what with your wiener was your very first blog. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really cool. Um, cause I think a lot of people, like I started, um, I had like a, some kind of fashion blog or something. Oh, eco fashionistas. That was my, for, it was all about eco-friendly fashion. Um, <laughs> and like, it just, I'm, I'm glad that I put that one to rest because <laughs> those early, pl- those early posts were like cringeworthy. Um, <laughs> So, so these other two blogs, okay. I was, I've been following, you know, we're friends obviously online and I've seen in Facebook groups. I remember when you were like, I'm starting a new blog and I'm mm-hmm. going to experiment with, with getting it on Mediavine in like a year mm-hmm. and you surpassed your goals and, and got it on there. What's the subject matter of that blog? So I kind of did backwards of what a lot of people are doing because a lot of people nowadays are starting a second blog. I mean, it's more popular to start a second blog and they're often niching down from where they started. But you did what through Wiener is about primarily about hiking and camping with dachshunds over the years. I did kind of expand it 
um, to a little bit about the breed as it pertained to our life and what we were going through. But but the second blog I started is just dachshunds. It's just about the dachshund breed, training, personality, all those kind of things. So I kind of went bigger with my second one, but it's still very niche. But it's when, still very niche and it's also related. So um, mm-hmm. does that give you a lot of opportunity to kind of like link within the two sites? Yeah, I, I try not to overdo it. I just okay. do it where it makes sense. Um, but the biggest opportunity for me, so the whole, like there was the on-page like site experiment, but the larger experiment was how much traffic can I get with the least amount of effort? So you know, it's great that it's in the same niche because the same audience is interested in the topic. So I have zero separate social media for that blog. It's right. It's mostly so you're able it's to mostly, use your yeah. audience and your email list, maybe mm-hmm. to send traffic. To that. It's, I get mostly organic search traffic from there, but I do share it on the same, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and newsletter as I do with you did what with your wiener. So. Right. And then how about the third blog in your little <laughs> empire? What is the subject matter of that? It's a neglected stepchild. It's, it's about senior dogs. And, um, you know, it was a very personal blog for the person I bought it from. She was actually coaching client for several years, but in the end decided she was more passionate about the new blog she had started. Um, so I bought it from her because I, I do really like her and the content and stuff. And so the idea for buying that was I was going to, I had already done it with you did what with your wiener, taken a hobby blog and turned it into a business. But that was over a period of, you know, it was almost probably 10 years. seven yeah. years in before I started mm-hmm. making significant income. And with this one, I wanted to take a hobby blog that was, you know, started as a hobby blog from someone else um, and prove what I could do with it. But that hasn't happened yet. I've actually not done hardly anything with it. Because I don't want it to be a slow change over time. I want to be able to say within X number of months from A to B, I increased whatever traffic. And so I haven't been able to start yet. Right. So um, if that makes sense, because I don't yeah. Yeah, well, I don't want to be like, oh, it took wanna, me six years, you know. Yeah, you want to like batch the content in advance and all that kind of batch stuff. Batch and yeah, and be able to say, this is the day I started improving it. And this is when it reached certain traffic level. Yeah. Um, it is already on Mediavine because you can add second sites at a lower threshold. Um, and so it is, it does make me some money already without yeah. doing anything. So like I've made my money back that I invested on it. Awesome. So you talk about Mediavine, which is an ad network um, that you make money based on how many, well, just to be very broad, how many impressions your Mm -hmm. ads get on your site as a really broad definition. Um, What other kind of monetization strategies have you tried over the years? So over the years, um, I... I mean, I think a lot of bloggers start out with sponsored and, aff- and affiliate stuff. And, you know, you're excited when it's a hobby blog and all of a sudden a company wants to send you free treats for a blog post or something. And so, so I did some of that, you know, so I, in the beginning, I made money with, with, you know, through, through product that I didn't have to spend money on and stuff. I really got away with that from that for a lot of years, but recently I've kind of swung back around to it. Um, but I primarily, over the years, I've tried my own banner ads, like selling my own ads to companies to display on my side. 
site or as part of a sponsorship package, like in the package, you also get this sidebar ad, which increases the value for them. Doesn't really take any effort for me. Um, so I would do that. Um, I did just straight up sponsored content where they paid me to, you know, to write a blog post about their product. I've done affiliate. I still do that. Um, and I, I do ads. Ads is my biggest chunk of revenue right now. But I also do blog coaching and consulting. And so the mix has changed over the years. It's kind of the same things that I was doing at about year four or five, but the mix has changed. Um, I'm going to start doing, I mean, I've done coaching for five years now. And, but I do it just here and there when I have time and, and, and people show interest. So I'm going to be pushing that a little bit more next year. Um, like I said, sponsored content. I did some in the beginning, really just swore off it for a lot of years, but now I've been doing more. Um, and, and the affiliate, I just belong to Amazon affiliate and it's kind of, a um, I've, I've, I belong to one other affiliate program cause they're, they pay out really good and I like their product a lot. Um, but I don't sign up for every affiliate program that I can. It's just not worth my time to manage. So yeah, it's, it's too time consuming to like find all the links and figure it out and keep up with it. Yeah. Um, simple is better. It, yeah. I, I think that my business is very similar and that um, this I've had the same stream revenue streams, but the kind of percentages and ratios waver a lot yeah. um, year to year and the pandemic definitely impacted <laughs> that. Changes that mix a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And in the beginning, you know, I said I did stuff that, um, wasn't directly blog related. Like I did dog sitting, you know, dog walking dachshund specifically. So I was specialist, but, um, and I eventually phased that out. And, but in the beginning I did also consulting for brands. I did like work done for them, but also strategizing and things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I eventually phased that out too, because it doesn't work for my current business model. Yeah. Um, and quite frankly, I make more money writing my own content. So, yeah, I mean, it's always better to grow your own business rather than mm -hmm. somebody else's business. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm very appreciative for the brands that I worked for because um, I learned a lot and I got a lot of experience outside of my own little micro, you know, ecosystem or something. So it, it was great and it was amazing, but it's just not something that fits well with my schedule right now. Yeah, sure. So out of all these different um, monetization strategies, is there something that that maybe didn't used to work and now works really great or vice versa? Well, I would say um, the vice versa would be that, um, like I said, the dog walking and the, mm -hmm. basically I let go of things that took me to do them and took my time. So I phased out those things so I could spend that time on my blogging business that was making more money. Um, as far as things that didn't work so well in the beginning that work now, sponsored content. And it's not just because um, my blog's bigger now and I have you know more of a following on Instagram stuff. It's been really interesting the way things have shifted over the years because in the beginning, you know, there wasn't Instagram and um, my beginning. <laughs> And some people's beginning, there's always Instagram, but, um, and so people always, brands always wanted blog posts. And then a couple of years into Instagram, 
they started like, no, we're not interested in your blog. We don't know. We just want Instagram. Um, And so that's when I kind of started picking back up on sponsored content because Instagram was pretty easy. I mean, it still takes a lot of work hours, four or five hours to do one sponsored Instagram post for a brand, to do it really well, to do the engagement and to do the reporting and to do everything. Um, but it was taking me even longer to write a blog post <laughs> and, and even more in depth. And so um, I kind of picked it up with Instagram, but now it's swung back and they're coming to me from my Instagram account, but they're asking me kind of 50-50 for Instagram and other things. And those other things have been primarily my blog. But the interesting thing is within the last three months, I've been asked four times about a sponsored YouTube video. And I have like hardly any followers on YouTube. Right. And never in my 10 years have I been asked for a sponsored YouTube video. Like nothing has changed. My channel is not better. But it's interesting that brands have been asking asking for a YouTube video. Yeah. That so, is interesting. Yeah. I, I wish that I actually liked doing, and I do still like doing sponsored blog posts because I just think that they're a smarter <laughs> choice for the brand. Honestly. I, yeah. I think the brand gets a better value, but, but they I don't can't always, convince them if they're yeah, like, no, they it don't has always to be Instagram. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. They don't always know that. So I always try to upsell to a blog post and I'm like, it'll be there forever. You can mm-hmm. get traffic to it always. Yeah. Um, but that is interesting about YouTube because as I am trying to learn more about SEO, having like videos in your blog post is good. And also YouTube videos will show up right in Google results. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe they're kind of catching on to that. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not, I, I can't really explain it for sure, but, but I think also it's, They've been wanting to do stories and TikTok and reels, and that's great. But those things don't live prominently on the internet. Like, sure, there's a tab on my reels someone can click on and look at them. You probably have a different perspective. But in my experience, people aren't really doing that. Like, they're, they're seeing them in their feed and it goes viral or doesn't go viral. But they're not just deciding to come to your feed and just browse your reels. A few people, but I'm not saying it's not like taken off like gangbusters or something. So it's kind of fleeting, just like the posts and stuff. Whereas YouTube videos and blog posts both get picked up in Google, which is where a lot of people are searching. So Yeah, exactly. Although I love what I do, it would be nice to spend less time working and more time with my dogs. Don't you agree? I always felt like if I could just get my website traffic up, it would open so many doors for me and my business. I used to spend hours posting my links all over the place until last year when I immersed myself in Pinterest and tried all kinds of strategies to grow the traffic I was already getting from my pins. And guess what? In about a year, I was able to grow my site traffic from Pinterest 25 times. More traffic means more consistent sales in my online shop, new email subscribers daily, and now I'm earning income from ads on my blog. It's all about working smarter, not harder. And I'll show you exactly how in my brand new masterclass, Pinterest for Petpreneurs. 
after you complete this course, you'll have a system to use Pinterest to grow your website traffic, your email list, and your pet industry business. Explore the six lessons and bonus offers at wherelagrepeat.com slash courses. Enroll today so that you can be a part of the live Pinterest profile audits that I'll be doing for students this month. Get all the details at wherewagrepeat.com slash courses. So, so, you know, considering that your top source of revenue is ads, um, that's very dependent on traffic. So mm-hmm. do you think that there is um, a certain number that people need to hit in order to make money off their blog or like? you know, what are, what's like a goal someone should aspire for in terms of traffic if they want to be making money in that way? Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm going to be real honest. Making money from ads is amazing. It's also amazingly scary because in a second, your website could go down. And if that's your primary income, it's all gone. So that's why I've been diversifying with multiple sites and also you know, doing the blog coaching and expanding my, um, I say expanding, I haven't actually written any yet or done any, but courses and workshops. I did a live one last year, but I'm going to do some, some, you know, go at your own pace ones in next year. But, but so really trying to diversify. Um, but as far as traffic goes, I, I just did, I speak to, uh, speak, sorry, spoke at outdoor <laughs> media summit. And, um, my topic was on how to make, Seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year um, as a one-person blog, and I co-presented with somebody else. And in that workshop, you know, we got feedback, and one of the most valuable things was that we actually talked about real dollars. Yeah. And I know it's taboo, so I feel kind of like I shouldn't do it. But um, no, let's do it. I have nothing and, to hide. So, and I'm happy to share my real numbers too. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing to hide. So, I make between my three blogs, my low average a month is five thousand dollars. Um, my high average is ten. So, and that's well, off- I would say my high is ten. I wouldn't say my high average is ten. So, yeah, and that's off the ads alone, or like ads everything? alone. Mm-hmm. Okay, and wow. um, and. So between all three blogs, because traffic really fluctuates, but between all three blogs, that's about 150 for the five to 6,000 range. It's about 150,000 sessions a month. So there's a lot that goes into the calculation, but that's just to give you an idea of what you need to make that kind of money. Yeah. No, that's really good to know. And, and so you're part of Mediavine. Mm -hmm. Um, You need 50,000 page views per month to even get accepted nowadays. Um, my, just to kind of give people another point of view, um, on my blog, I, I was like, so like this was maybe last year or whatever, I was trying to hit 10,000 page views, even though I've had my blog for seven years or whatever, I just didn't really prioritize that because I did so much sponsored content on Instagram and Mm -hmm. I had other things going on. Um, so just like last year, I was, I think, trying to hit 10,000. This year, my goal was 20,000. Um, as of last month, I got to 16,000. So <laughs> I don't know that I'll hit 20 by the end of the year, but it's definitely growing and it's happening. And so when I hit 10,000, I decided to join an ad network called Ezoic, mm-hmm. which um, works in a very similar way, but is just different. 
Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Um, and so I, I, and I also, I don't have ads on every single page because some of my pages are like to sell my courses and I just didn't want, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't want other things being sold on those yeah. pages and stuff. So, so, so with all of that, you know, even if I get 16,000 page views on my blog, maybe Ezoic is tracking like 12,000 of those or something. And I make like a hundred dollars a month off of my ads. So it's not anywhere near paying. It maybe pays like my Netflix bill. (laughs) (laughs) It's not close to paying my expenses. Um, So, you know, my goal is definitely to keep growing the traffic numbers, but, you know, I think for people, I just want to, I just want people to know, like, like you said, just be honest, like what the expectations are. Yeah. And there's, um, I'm very familiar with the Zoic. I know people that have used it, um, you know, try and keep up on what the ad options are for people that can't qualify for Mediavine or AdThrive. Um, and my primary recommendation for people is don't bother with ads until you can reach the 50K sessions or 100,000 page views, depending on AdThrive or Zoic, or sorry, AdThrive or Mediavine. But um, just because it does... There are a lot of problems with Ezoic slowing down your site and that can hinder your traffic growth. Um, So it's like, you might as well, plus you haven't, I mean, you're maybe different because you've been doing it for a long time. You have like a core, you know, people that, that like love you and come back all the time and follow what you do and stuff. But for most people that like, let's say just start a blog and they're six, eight months in and they're at 10,000 page views they don't have that trust. They don't have that affinity for them. That's going to keep people coming back regardless of whether you have ads or not. So it's kind of jeopardizing your traffic growth, I think, to start ads early. With that being said, even when it's a hobby, you know, the less money you have to pay to maintain that hobby, the better, right? So if if you need ads to help keep that afloat, then by all means, I say, yeah, is it monumetric was one, but I haven't heard anything about them in a long time. Yeah. I haven't heard too many people talk. She about knows that. is another one that mm-hmm. will take, they've started taking pet blogs and it a lo- lower threshold than Mediavine or ad thrive. Um, they were courting me for one of my blogs, but I ended up hitting the threshold for Mediavine and just went with that. But um, so I don't have any direct experience with them, but I've heard good things. Okay, cool. So something for people to check out. Yeah. I, I think that, um, I waited. I mean, I had my blog for years until mm-hmm. I implemented ads because I didn't want them to have a negative impact on the experience on the site. So that's why I waited for so long. But mm-hmm. I mean, a hundred dollars is a hundred dollars I didn't have before. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what's great about it is you can always kind of like keep optimizing and playing around with it. And um, I'm I'm trying to make it smarter so that it earns more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing with the Zoic and things like that from the RPMs, which is what pe- if people don't know, it's basically what you get paid per thousand people that come to your site um, are a half to a third what you would get with Mediavine or AdThrive. So at the right. same amount of traffic level, you would be making two to three times more per thousand people than you do on those networks. You just have to get to the threshold first. Yes. 
Right. Yeah. No, I'm not pushing anyone to do it. I'm just giving people perspective in case they're curious. Like what yeah. is my potential down the road? You know, just being able to switch to Media Vine or Ad Thrive can up your income. So yeah. I know I've, I've, um, it, it is on my wish list. My, if Santa <laughs> You'll get there. Anything. You're super smart and like good strategy about stuff and hard workers. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. So we've talked so much about ads and everything. Um, but for someone who, you know, I think there's so many people, and I think there's people who listen to this, who have maybe a social media following or a business, um, uh, you know, another, another kind of business and they are thinking of starting a blog or they already have how, you know, what are some of your best tips for turning a new ish blog into a successful business? So the biggest thing for me that made the difference between going from hobby to business was just shifting my mindset, the way that I went about, um, like the way I approached it and the way I thought about it, it wasn't just something fun I did in my own time. I didn't chase down every opportunity, like every shiny opportunity available to me. Like there were a lot of things that um, seemed fun or exciting or interesting. And I do believe in experimenting, but at the same time, you really have to keep your workflow and your tasks and your time management pretty tight when it's a business. So, um, I would say to people, you don't necessarily to grow into business have to spend more time on it. I mean, maybe, I don't know how much you're spending, but you don't necessarily have to spend more time. You have to be more efficient with your time. You have to be more, um, it's the word I'm thinking of, um, vigilant. That's not it either, but close. You know, you have to really watch your time and you have to spend time only on things that are going to move the needle. And the needle is things that get you towards your goal from your traffic gauge from 10,000 to 50,000. You know, if there's other fun things that, you know, you may want to spend time on, that's your choice, but that's not time you're spending on things that, you know, that really matter. Um, It really does help too, if you know, you're going to turn it into a business that you somehow take that step, hire a tax person, whether they be a CPA or just somebody that's going to help you, um, you know, or, and, or become an LLC or trademark your logo or something, do something that's going to get help, get you into that mindset. That's going to make your blog feel more like a business to you and other people looking in from the outside. Yeah, I, that's a really great tip. I love that. Or even just like setting up your email address, like Jessica at mm-hmm. you did what with your dinner.com. I don't know if that's your email address, but <laughs> <laughs> it's I have a general one. My my S Corp is Pet Talk Media. So I've got yeah. Jessica at Pet Talk Media and I use the same email for everything. So yeah. But I think even just setting up an email where it, it feels like this is like an official business Mm. email, you know, little things like that. That's, that's such a great tip. And, you know, and people say, well, I don't have money to hire out work. The minute you start hiring out work, two things happen. You start, your process gets more efficient because now you've got to hand this off to somebody else and they probably have a lot of questions. And when you're teaching them how to do it, you're going to say to yourself, whoa, that's a long convoluted way to do it. I should be, I should streamline that. Or, um, But it changes your mental state, the way you look at, because now I've, you know, I've got a VA, I've got, you know, somebody that, so it really does, people say I can't afford it. 
but can you? Because it's an investment. I mean, like anything, like any right. business, it's an investment. And in, and but just doing that thing, hiring your first VA makes you feel like you have your big, big girl or boy pants on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and big, you start big dog, seriously, big dog yeah. pants, big dog <laughs> pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that's so true. So last year I thought I was going to be traveling for two months and not be able to really do anything. Um, I wasn't going to have time to be on my computer hardly at all. Um, and so that ended up not happening because the, the pandemic and other factors. Um, but to prepare for that, which I thought was going to happen, I, um, was, I, I prepared like a whole operating procedure of like how mm-hmm. to do this. When I write a blog post, here's what's hap- what happens during mm-hmm. and after and before. And, um, I was going to send it all to a VA to execute everything for mm-hmm. me. And then I ended up having it for myself uh, and I can now follow my own operating procedure. Well, and that's the thing. Um, I, cause I'm so busy. Like, I, don't, I, I don't put the effort into it that I wish that I could, but having those procedures documented just for yourself is going to help you. Like I said, it's like teaching someone, you're going to see the gaps. You're going to see the inefficiencies. You're going to get it all down. Then you're ready for when you want to hire someone to help you because you already have it documented and you already know how to do it. So you can teach somebody how to do that. So I think it's important, even if, yeah, you don't end up handing it off. So, yeah. Um, well, uh, we've just been talking and talking and, and I'm just now looking at the clock and you can edit it down (laughs) that we're at the end of our time. Um, so we didn't really get a chance to talk about Gretel and summit, but those are your dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, tell everyone like briefly about, about your two little dachshunds. Yeah. So, um, they're both 10 pound miniature dachshunds and they hike and camp and they're great adventure dogs. Gretel, I adopted, um, rescued her at about one. And she is really the reason I started the blog because we took her for a hike the day after we adopted her and she loved it. And then summit. Um, Chester was my first dachshund, Gretel was my second and Chester passed. And then I got three years ago, um, I got another, another one summit. So. Yay. And you guys, you do all kinds of things. Hence the name you did. What with your wiener? Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jessica, tell everyone where, where can they find you? And, um, and then hopefully, you know, maybe get on some kind of a list to mm-hmm. do your courses and stuff in the future. Yeah. So, um, anyone can visit my blog. You did what with your wiener.com and my social icons are on there. Um, if you want to check out our Instagram is mostly us hiking in the mountain pictures and stuff. Um, my blog coaching business is niche blog biz. So it's just nichebloggiz.com. Um, and if you look under courses and workshops, I explain about what's coming, but if you just sign up for my email list, there's a link to do it at the banner at the top of the site, you'll get my free SEO checklist and get on the list to be notified. Um, I'll have one coming out hopefully before the end of the year and one by spring. So you'll get notified of my offerings. Awesome. Cool. Well, I'm going to go sign up and I'm going to get your checklist. (laughs) Uh, And thank you so much for, for being a guest on the show today. Yeah. Thank you, Dory. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at tmystic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. 
You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.